Welcome to the Ambassador Lounge Podcast. This is Episode 7, recorded on 5th of June 2020. Your hosts for today are Greg and Guy. Hi, I'm Greg Coburn from AC3 and I'm the Principal Practice Lead there. We're based in Sydney, Australia. I've been an ambassador now for almost two years and prior to that I was a warrior for three years. Hi, I'm Guy Morton. I'm based in Melbourne, Australia and uh, I'm currently working as a cloud solutions architect for AC3 and I'm representing them in the AWS APN Ambassador Program. Welcome to another episode of the Ambassador Lounge podcast. I'm Greg, and today I'm joined by my fellow ambassador, Guy Morton, and several of our colleagues. Hey, Guy. Hey, how you going, Greg? Good, good. We'll introduce everybody in a little bit, um, but let's jump into why we're here today. Guy, I remember uh, listening to the last podcast, and and that was a little while ago now, I think, Um, but you, Ian, and Jean, uh, we're talking about what AWS were doing um, during you know this difficult time uh, to help out businesses and technical professionals. I thought maybe we should jump in and find out what some companies were doing um, to support and help their staff through this time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's obviously a time when um, a lot of people are um, having to adjust to a different way of working. Not everyone's work is kind of easy to do in this new this new world, um, and yeah, there's certainly you know if you're on LinkedIn, you see it, there was an early rash of people talking about how to work from home and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to sort of see, I guess, how how this plays out and how um, you know uh, over time companies may be changing the way they work and the way they interact with their workforce to 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 adjust to these, these new changes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was quite interesting you guys touched on um, a topic that maybe this, you know, there's going to be some very positive outcomes um, come out of this, um, mm. you know, it's particularly yeah. around, you know, staying at home and working from home more often. Yep. I mean, it's interesting. Um, you, you probably everyone's seen the the sort of news articles about how you know the Himalayas can be seen for the first time in twenty years, and you know pollution in various in LA, I think, is probably at its lowest level for years. And obviously, the impact on um, the climate is going to be uh, lower when people aren't driving their cars and commuting as much as they were before. So yeah, I mean, one potential outcome is that it's a very positive. Um, uh, thing for the planet. Yeah, and I think the uh, the local coffee shops in in your sub in your suburbs are probably getting a little bit more business during the week than they they usually would as well. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I mean, I guess the balance is that they're probably getting less. You know, the coffee shops in the city are getting less, and maybe the coffee shops and shops in the the sort of the high streets are, are, are probably doing better than they were before. Though a lot of them also. You know, they're going to have to adjust because, you know, we've got a lot of um, shops in the area that, uh, you know, would be getting, I know they were getting a lot of calls early on for uh, home delivery that they just didn't know how to cope with, right? Because they they never had to do that before. So there's a huge number of, you know, particularly restaurants and cafes and, but, you know, every, really every kind of retail business that's delivering, that's, you know, selling stuff to people is, is probably faced with the same question of, how do we 
um, how do we become more able to do online, you know, online servicing of our customers? Yeah, right. And, 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 you know, that's kind of enabled by moving to the cloud, right? So that having that ability to move into the cloud and, and get your, um, your operations up and running quickly is important. And, and I guess that kind of, you know, to do that, you, you need certifications, right? That's an incredibly important sort of thing. I guess we're certainly seeing that that um, that the cloud is is really expanding. I guess in this in this time, because yeah, people are seeing the importance of being able to do do business digitally, and yeah, as as the 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 body of work I guess that's needed to to be done expands, then yeah, we need people to uh, to know how to do that work. So I agree. It's certainly I think the the skills of um, people who, you know, the skills of, of working in the cloud and building in the cloud are, are certainly in high demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So why don't we um why don't we jump in and find out um what one organisation um AC three has been doing over the last few months to kind of enable um, their teams. Um, so let let's do a round of introductions, shall we? Sure. All right, uh, Nadia, welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been with AC3 and, and what your role is? Sure, thanks Greg for inviting me. Um, yeah, my name is Nadia. I'm originally from Germany, but I've lived, studied and worked in a lot of different countries before I've ended up in Australia. And I've started with AC3 as people and culture coordinator in July last year. So I'm just short of a year. And essentially, I'm the first point of contact for anyone uh, with people-related matters at AC3. Well, congratulations on, on nearly making it a year. Um, Thank you. I, ho I hope you uh, get to be uh, here as long as I am, and I'm not going to divulge what that number is. <laughs> I also hear that you've recently been nominated for an award. Is, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's right. Um, I was really surprised and honoured when my team had nominated me for the HR Rising Star Award. So each year the HRD magazine recognises HR professionals with less than 10 years experience um, who have basically excelled through progressive HR initiatives and who've done things just a little bit different than they are usually been done and who have just been identified as the future leaders of HR, I guess. Cool. And, and when when is that going to be uh, um, announced as who's the winner? Is, and is there going to be a virtual dinner or a, or a real um, dinner? So it's actually not just one winner. This year, 30 people have been announced. So I was just one of them. It's always a list um, across different industries and different positions as well in HR. And yeah, normally around September, there is kind of, a gala dinner to say thank you and to congratulate everyone this year. I'm actually not sure, so it may not happen. Oh, well, well hopefully there is something at least to recognize you and I, and I wish you luck in, in um, hopefully you, you win the top spot. Thank you. And, and hopefully they at least send you a pizza or something. You know, <laughs> <I> know, <enjoy. laughs> in lieu of a dinner. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> so um, you recently wrote a blog post too for AC3 about um, 
what the people on the culture team there are doing to uh, to help support AC3 staff during this COVID-19 lockdown period. What, what, what were some of the things that you identified, um, you know, in terms of how AC3 should respond to that? Yeah, so we thought with this blog, really, it was important to share ideas with everyone during this time because nobody, nobody knew what to do. Um, so we focused mostly on supporting our teams to work from home safely. Um, that included physical, but also the mental health aspects. So as great as it sounds working from home in your pajamas from your bed, it's not really comfortable in the long run, trust me. Um, so we were able to look after ergonomic requirements and offer some screens, for example, to people who, you know, just had worked off their laptops all day and that's obviously not great. Um, we've also made sure that everyone was able to technically set themselves up at home. So if you're in a non-technical role like myself, you may need to contact service desk more frequently than other people. So that was another really important point. Um, but also we wanted to look after our employees in terms of them continuously feeling productive and challenged. So with COVID, the whole situation, obviously some team members were a lot busier than others. So in the spirit of helping out one another, we created an internal task board. So teams who had a lot of things to do um, and a lot of stuff on their plate, they could post a job that needed to be done. And some other team member with a bit of capacity could jump in and help out if they had the right skills to do that. Now, obviously not, you know, everybody had the matching skills for each specific task. So at the same time, we tried to use this opportunity to challenge team members and invest some time into learning and development and encourage them to work on their own professional development as well. I'm just going to pick up on the, this, this crazy notion that, that people don't want to work in their pajamas. And, and this just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I'm still in my pajamas and it's, you know, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, who are these people who, who don't want to work in their pajamas all day, Nadia? I think it was more of a reference to your, you know, posture and the ergonomic environment that you should be in, you know, not working in your uh, bed slumped down. You're, you're totally uh, fine okay. to work in your pajamas uh, you know, okay. as long as okay. you, you sit okay. down. So, <laughs> so, so long as I'm in my ergonomic chair and I have my monitor at the right height, I can be in my pajamas and that's perfectly okay. Absolutely. Just, just, I just wanted to double check that I wasn't in contravention <laughs> of the, the rules there. Excellent. Not Thank at all. you. Greg, Greg, take it, take it. Well, Guy, what is your working environment like? Well, actually, I, I, okay, so it's funny you should ask that, Greg. So, actually, um, my, I don't know, my, my, my room, my office, so I do have a dedicated office in the house, um, but it's, it's actually full of um, guitars and IoT devices and old computers, and it's, it's like, have you seen the show Hoarders? It's not I quite have. as bad as that. There is no, there, there, there are no feces. There are there are no rats or, or or there's no pets in there. It's it is just all clean rubbish or clean you know stuff. Junk, but, um, isn't it? Yeah. Is it more about yeah. the the distraction of the other items? And you're like, oh, I could be building that, or maybe I could play this there, now. Or yeah, there's an element of that. I, I think actually. So when when this whole lockdown thing started, I actually um, 
moved to the living room. And part of the reason I moved to the living room table was because there's sunlight, whereas the other room doesn't really have it. So the, my other room, I was kind of, I was happy to be in there, uh, you know, on the odd weekend or in the evenings or whatever, because it didn't really matter. But but I found it really, um, I've sort of been drawn to this this room because it's got daylight and I can look out the window and there's trees and such. So I think, yeah, and although it annoys my wife, <laughs> that I'm here. Um, it's it's sort of uh, where I am at the moment, and and we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes, I guess. But essentially, it's just my laptop. I've got a big screen monitor sitting here, and and that's that's probably very similar to what most people have. Cool. I know for myself, I'm I'm up to uh, I think my seventh version, maybe, of my desk layout. I've shuffled this here, and then you know changed the mouse and. And I've, I've now got a laptop and a computer so I could separate out different tasks and not one is actually going crazy. And, and I'm lucky enough to actually now have my big monitor back after the kids went back to school. So I'm, I'm quite happy about that. So I can I'm kind of get myself set up. Shall we introduce um, the rest of the team and find out what their uh, work from home environments look like? Jesus. What does yours, what does your environment look like? And oh, actually, why don't you start off by introducing uh, yourself and what your role is at AC3? Sure, um, my name is Jesus Rodriguez. I'm an AWS Solutions Architect with AC3. Been around for around nine months now. So I think a third of the time working from home. Um, and uh, my home office, we're pretty lucky. We've got a spare room, so we just, set up uh, in here, my wife and I. Um, and I, I kind of keep it very light. I barely have a screen and a laptop and a, and a keyboard and that's it. Um, I don't like to have many, many things around. So quite, quite light in, in those terms. Yeah, small, tiny little desk. That's about it. So is that to remove distractions? Or is that how your desk uh, would be at work as well? Yeah, definitely at work. I, I barely have nothing. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah, sort of like a I said, minimalist. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the word. Yeah, if if I can do with one less thing, I'll I'll try and do that for sure. I think he's brought the uh, clean desk policy home, there, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas me, like it doesn't matter where I am, just things accumulate. Pieces of paper, things I've printed out that I I needed like a week ago are still here. It's just um. You know, uh, but see, I, I claim, and maybe this, there's some research to back this up. I'm, I'm going to say there is, even if there isn't, because who cares about fake news nowadays? It's, 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 a, it's an expression of my creativity that I just, I have room in my mind to deal with all this, um, all this mess. And, and, and somehow it's important to my process. That's my claim. Organized chaos, maybe. <laughs> right oh, look i think it's a reflection of, of who you are i've moved house many times in the last years so the less things i need to carry with me the better and that's probably why i don't keep my stuff yeah i know that yep. there's there's some um some of the younger millennials out there are, are what are they doing i think in silicon valley van and that's what they live in they live in the car park of wherever they're working in the van wow so, so long as the, wi the Wi-Fi reaches the van. Exactly, right? 
<laughs> wow. Isn't a van like a Faraday cage? They, do they have a little aerial that they pop out the top of the roof? Or, or, or just hang out the know. window? I yeah. don't know. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, Sergey, uh, how long have you been um, at AC3 and, and what's your role? And why don't you tell us a little bit about your working from home setup? Yeah, hi guys. Uh, my name is Sergey. Um, I'm a network solutions architect in AC3. Been here maybe short of three years. So like two years and 10 months, something like that. Awesome. But yeah, quite, quite, quite a long stint, I guess, on today's standards. Um, working from home, I actually, for me, it was a bit of a, well, I wouldn't say a bit. It was a huge change for me because I guess I'm one of these guys who never worked from home. Um, so for me, it was completely different experience. Um, I, had, I had my gaming rig um, at home, so I had my desk, I had my screen. So I just connected my work laptop and off we go. But um, yeah, I, I'm actually coming back to office more often than not these days because I prefer to keep a separation. Um, so when I'm in office, I work on, or I actually work uh, and I don't bring work to home. Uh, at least that was my role before. Now, obviously, it's a bit changed, but I, I think for me, it's getting back um, to this separation. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big challenge um, um, for everybody. That that separation, that's that's key. Cool. Thanks, yeah. um, Dinesh. Can you um, introduce yourself uh, and kind of give us a, a rundown of your role at AC3 and and tell us a little bit about your experiences from working from home? Thanks, Greg. Hey, uh, my name is Dinesh Sharma, and I've joined AC3 just about six months ago and working as Cloud Solutions Engineer in New Zealand branch of AC3. Currently working with wide varieties of clients between um, Australia and New Zealand and loving my time here. Um, as far as um, the working from home is concerned, so we have two people who are working from home, from my home, me and my wife. She gets the pretty place and I get whatever is left behind, which is fine. But yeah, I'm um, loving working from home. It just gives you that, that extra bit of time, like, and saves you. And, and commuting is like a really big problem in Auckland. So it gave us like a couple of more hours to play with kids and more study, work hard. So just making the most out of the situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, cool. it's interesting. It's that part of that, <clears throat> part of that uh, discussion that I think people are having now is, is, you know, do you ever want to go back to commuting? if it means you have to spend two hours in a train or in a bus or a tram or whatever it is, a car. Um, and, you know, how much, how much do we start to reevaluate the, the sacrifice of, of, of commuting and what, what else could we do with that time? And, in fact, even what value could we be giving to our employers through actually using that time more constructively on things like professional development? Oh, 100%. That's very true, Guy. Um, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk to our last guest, um, Mark, and let's see what he's um, what his role is in AC3 and and um, what your working from home environment looks like, Mark. You know, I think I might be the uh, the newest member here. I my name's Mark Moore, and I joined the. I think I'm the only sales team member here, so I'm out of my technical depth, but. Um, yeah, I, I had the, um, the foresight to join AC3 as a new employee, as a new business, business development manager, 10 days before lockdown. So um, you pretty much onboarded and then sent home. So that was, um, yeah, an interesting experience. But it's, um, yeah, I, uh, 
the challenge of, of working from home for me, I mean, I'm a sales rep. My natural habitat is a collection of cafes all over Auckland. So I'm used to having a laptop and, you know, a standing desk in a cafe somewhere, depending where I am. So um, being at home and, and not able to, to hang out in cafes is probably the biggest shock of lockdown. Um, but I mean, as a family that my wife was in the same boat, we're both at home doing video calls, voice calls, adapting to this new normal. And even before lockdown, you know, our, we do about 250 gigs of data every month. So having two kids in the home watching Netflix and having two adults in the house trying to work, um, you know, there was a, there was a few zoom calls that I got kicked out of, I think. So, um, yeah, there's certainly some technology challenges, I think just in, um, adapting to the new normal, but it was, yeah, it's been a challenging time. You definitely, um, yes, 10 days. I think that's, that must be uh, well done to make it this far, Mark. Congratulations. <laughs> that, that certainly must have been a challenge. I, I did pick up on one thing, and I think you did too, Guy, that Denise is not, um, you know, that two-hour commute. Now, Denise, what have you been doing with that time? I, I can tell you, you went and bought a treadmill. <laughs> exactly that, that's yeah yeah that's what i did on the first day of the um just before the lockout so um honestly i'm, I'm a firm believer of the saying change is the only thing which is permanent so you just have to embrace the change and make the most out of the current situation you know and so during the lockdown i thought how can i make the most out of this lockdown so i started focusing on studying workout and of course project related work as well and just to keep myself busy and do something productive. And, and yeah, so just focused on studies and, and, and I managed to get like three certifications in the span of two months, which included networking speciality, dev, associate uh, and sysops. And now I'm preparing for my pro exam, which is scheduled for next week. So yeah, I've made most out of my lockdown. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's amazing. That's great, that's great achievement. Awesome. And um. You did two of those in one day, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because I actually didn't want you to spend like too much time on the associate exams. And those were pretty much similar. So I thought, let's double down on this and let's, let's smash both of them on, um, on one day. Uh, I honestly am saying that, that it was a bit of a mission for me. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was, it was fine. But just, just a headache and like a couple of panadols and that's it. Awesome. So... You're a very motivated person, but I'd like to ask Nadia, what did, what were some of the things that um, the people in culture team did to kind of try and get other people motivated to, to look at exams or, um, and certifications as an option to fill in some gaps if they had the time during this period? Um, so in general, we really recognize the value of personal and professional development and we consistently encourage everyone to do that and to get involved and to really drive it themselves because at the end of the day, you know, you need to drive your own development. Um, but we also enable our people leaders to encourage their team members to practice that lifelong learning journey. So we provide tools and resources for them to actually identify a match between one of their team members and a specific course or a certificate because they know their teams the best and they can say, hey, I think you would really benefit from this. How about you look into it? Um, and then the secret I think is really just to make sure that everyone is aware of available options uh, and they're constantly in everyone's mind. So especially at AC3, we really celebrate all these wins. So 
for example, we post announcements to our company-wide Slack channel celebrating anyone who has passed an exam. And these successes are also put into our info screens that are around the office. So you can see that we make it a pretty big deal and these public celebrations serve as a constant reminder to everyone else that they can do it. It's, a, it's an available option and you know they can do it themselves as well. Yes, cool. Guy, how many uh, how many certificates do you have? Oh, that, that's an embarrassing question, Greg. I, I, I don't have as many as you. Um, oh, well, uh, see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting there, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if we want to talk about, you know, um, ambitions for, for certificate counts, we need, to, we need to talk to our friend Jesus here, who has a plan for, for, for his 2020 um, uh, certification journey. Jesus, do you want to tell us about that? Sure. Um, yeah, the goal is trying to get them all by the end of the year. So I actually so, got another one yesterday night, which was one of the one of the easy ones. If, if, if AWS is what you do day in day out, I did the the cloud practitioner, um, uh, and I'm focusing on the networking one, which I'll try and get that one by by the end of the month. So right now, I think I'm sitting at eight uh, eight certifications yeah that, that's it's insane a, <laughs> that's a, it's a good achievement so so yeah i mean it's and you're on the sort of pokemon um strategy here where you've got to catch them all <laughs> yeah kind of kind of like that uh, look yeah. i uh, it's not um that's like a goal but the, the whole idea is to try and um get obviously a lot of learnings from from the process yeah. so yeah, uh, you, you, you and you know how these specialty are. Um, mm -hmm. You really need to dive deep uh, to understand the services. For example, the security one that you did a, not a long time ago. Yeah, you really need to go deep into the services that are related to security. You so you right. you you do learn a lot, and this the certification, the exam is just a just a way of validating you know the effort. Yeah, and, and the learning. I think which it's is great. Yeah, I think it's a really important point because, I mean, certifications are, are a really good thing to have. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, you know, it's all about really increasing your, your depth of understanding. And if you just do a certification as you sort of study and memorize a bunch of things and then blurt them out in, in, the, in the cert exam and hope, hope that you pass, um, that's obviously not really helping to, to you know develop yourself as a as a as a professional I guess working in this space and I, I think you know um, you, you had some ideas about sort of helping um, so sort of the organization to, to you know to share ideas and share questions as well which I think worked out quite well the um, you started a slack channel yeah so I think we went in lockdown uh, and and it was around maybe two weeks after that, I can't really remember. seems like we've been like in this state forever. Um, but I, I put up a Slack channel and, and a little page on, on our um, in, in, intranet, uh, trying to encourage people uh, to you know, use the time that they're not putting in commuting and stuff like that, and, and also helping, um, helping people focus on something you know, interesting, getting in, into a challenge to learn something new. So especially, you know, people that don't have uh, AWS certifications, maybe don't work 
on the mm. AWS uh, side of the business, get some learnings on what AWS is. So really trying to help people on the on the entry level certifications. Mm. Uh, so this Slack channel is all about come around, ask a question, and we'll we'll help you um, with with your learning. Yeah, because it's a really important. I think part of it is is um, sharing the journey with other people because um, a lot of the time, you know, it really helps uh, consolidate your understanding if you can have a conversation with someone about understanding, you know, some element of, of an AWS service um, that isn't necessarily uh, um, obvious. And, and sometimes those conversations are really enlightening for everyone, even people who, you know, who have got a, certif a certification in a particular subject sometimes the conversations are quite um, uh, enlightening anyway, because the, there's so many details to most of the AWS services that sometimes the details can be quite surprising and you, you find out what other people know. Um, and I think that's a really useful sort of experience for everyone to be part of. Um, with, the, uh, with your um, sort of doing the online um, testing now, because obviously that all the testing centers had to be closed how did you how did you find um doing the uh certification the other day doing it from home instead of going to a proctoring um uh, a proctoring um facility yeah so um i've done two uh i did the security one a couple of weeks ago and then i did the uh club practitioner last night um it's it's good that I keep a, a very um, light desk. I don't need to remove a lot of stuff. You need to get rid of everything. So you can't use your screen. It needs to be just your laptop and, and barely nothing else. So put everything in the, um, you know, away. And um, I do them at night because that's when the, when the kid is sleeping. Um, and yeah, just wait and, and get it done. So it's, it's quite okay. I think it's, I think it's very, it's very handy. You don't need to go to the uh, exam location I like to be on time so I always get there like 30 minutes beforehand so I'm, I'm using all that time to my benefit now cool now you said you wanted to um, do the networking exam next is that right yes that's correct well I think we've got the guy who can help you Sergey I believe you recently passed the networking uh, speciality exam and and please tell us about that um, yeah sure so look uh, for me networking exam was actually much much simpler than doing the solutions architect associate exam because it is really written for networking guys um, or with the networking background so there are a lot of things that um, that are coming from a traditional networking it's just that how AWS implements it so you, you would need to know networking basics very well there. I'm talking about BGP, subnetting. There were some subnetting questions, which was hilarious, but um, still. Um, so yeah, a couple of, well, DNS, um, but hybrid scenarios. So the, the exam is really good. Um, it kind of mostly validated um, what I knew um, already from a job experience, but there were a few new things that I guess I didn't have a chance to spec or work on uh, in AC3, but they were covered. Um, so networking um, specialization exam offered a, a good 
kind of overview of all AWS networking related services, whether you work with them or not. So that was really helpful. So Sergey, you said something about um, there being some kind of questions that were hilarious. So I'm, I'm curious in a networking exam, what those would be? Well, for example, the subnetting, um, it, is, it is something really kind of basic, but you wouldn't really expect it um, on a cloud exam, right? Um, so calculate the amount of free IP addresses given this particular subnet mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, I so I actually started studying for the um, networking exam uh, when lockdown started, and then I got busy on actual work. So I haven't actually had the time to to go back to it. But um, yeah, I mean, it it does take you right down to the basics of of networking from <clears throat> the layer model and all the rest of it. Um, so well, that's interesting. I might have to pick your brain on it on that one before before too long. A couple of points to this exam because, like, I recently did this exam as well. So, well, one of the things which I found out that uh, during the exam that uh, there were a lot of VPN hybrid VPN related questions. So um, that area, if you guys can focus on um, like preparing on, on uh, hybrid VPN, then they'll be really good because, like, they will. In my case, there were a lot of questions in regards to hybrid VPN. And then there was um, a um, lot of questions in regards to BGP as well. So yeah, these were the two things which I thought I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that um, my experience was a bit different. Um, I probably had um, half of the questions on Direct Connect, um, a variety of, of how you set it, what's the different options are, some trade-offs, but not, not that many about VPNs. But yeah, I agree that BGP was the uh, main part of the exam as well. So you basically need to know very well, VPN, Direct Connect, BGP, basically PC networking, um, BGW, how BGW works, um, and NAT. So if you know this, and Route 53, uh, if you know this, um, you're guaranteed to pass. Mark, can you yeah. tell us about how you use the, uh, the, the Slack channel and the support that you got from... I don't know, look, was it just Jesus or was it everybody or? No, look, I, I think, I mean, I was going to comment before, but I didn't want to interrupt. I think um, for me, I it, I guess my situation is a little bit different because I'm, I'm not a technical person. So for, for a lot of you guys who use this every day and, um, you know, it's really a, a confirmation of your knowledge, you know, that you, you do this and, and it's about, you know, uh, preparing for an exam when it's your everyday work. I, I'm not at all technical. So really for me, doing cloud practitioner was my first foray into a real certification and it was a, a challenge um but I, I you know when i first met ac3 the director told me that you know hey look there's an expectation that we want all the sales team to be ccp certified so i, I did that in a few days before i i joined um and then i i made the mistake of of uh talking to one of my uh, one of my friends at aws who told me i should go and do solution architect so i um i made it a lockdown goal and I dove headfirst into Solution Architect when I, you know, I'd only opened a, a, an AWS account a couple of weeks earlier. So I, you know, saw the command line and panicked. Um, but I, yeah, for, for me, it was a big learning curve. And bearing in mind, you know, I, I think we all toss around the word isolation a lot. Uh, that's, it's no joke, but in isolation and feeling isolated. And I think we did a lot of efforts for our team to feel connected. Um, and I think this is, you know, there was a couple of times where I, I, I was ready to give up and I thought I was out of my depth. Um, that Slack channel of checking in and just sanity checking, I was doing practice exams and I just jumped on the channel and said, hey, look, just got this practice exam question that stumped me. And having support from Jesus and the guys, I think 
Um, I probably wouldn't have done my exam if I hadn't had that level of support. So I think just having that sounding board outside of my normal work team um, of people to, to help and to support. Um, I think on at least one occasion, maybe two, I think Jesus talked me down from the ledge. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is, uh, I think, um, for technical guys, this, your whole career is built around this type of certification training, right? You've been doing these certs for years. For people new to it, man, it's stressful. I, I, I was anxious for my exam. And, and this is real exam conditions, right? So for someone who's new to this kind of certification landscape, it's, it, it's a great achievement, but you've got to take it seriously and invest time and effort. And it's stressful, which is why you enjoy the reward. Um, so I think for me, that's support. And uh, now that we have a big culture where we want, we want our salespeople to be certified as well, we want our salespeople to go deeper into technical conversations with customers, um, it, it's a shock for some of the salespeople what a real exam is. Um, so I think that was just a comment I wanted to make that. I think the support mechanisms of, you know, um, helping, helping someone up and, you know, sending the elevator back down for, for the next guy and, and, even after you've passed your exam, staying in the channel to help people that are behind you um, is kind of something I, I picked up for the whole experience. Awesome. Thanks for that and insight, uh, Mark. Um, Jesus, now, in, what was one of the outcomes uh, from having that channel that kind of made its way into a, a town hall uh, question at AC3? Yeah, that was a, that was a funny one. Before, before I jump to that, um, I just wanted to say that Mark was one of the first, if not the first one, to really jump into the channel and, and make use of it. And it's, it's kind of hard because you need someone to go and do something to really get a bit of traction. So he really helped into getting that you know, up and running in, in that sense, which was, which was great because then a lot of people jumped in as well. And I think we've got more than 50 people now in that channel and no one was brought in by anyone. So, so that's really good. About the um, the town hall and and the CEO, I managed to sneak in a question in in the town hall. So the town hall is this monthly meeting we've got where the CEO uh, tells us how the um, how AC3 is going and and you know the news and stuff like that. And there's some questions um, at the end, and I managed to sneak a question around: Are you doing something with your, you know, you've got a goal for the uh, lockdown period or something? Do you consider doing an AWS certification? He took the challenge. He said, yep, I'll, I'll do it. So um, I think there's a lot of people now chasing him to see if he, if he finally does it. But last time he mentioned it, he was already setting up an account and starting starting on the journey, which is great. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome. Um, and I, I think like um, it's been really interesting uh, finding out all about the, the certifications um, that that we've all achieved. And, and I, I believe we've, AC3 has actually met a significant goal over this time. Yeah, that's right. Um, we reached um, 100 certifications in AC3. That was, I think, around three or four weeks ago. And I actually checked before this call, and we're already now in 115 in the APM portal. But I know there's at least three or four that are not in there, either because uh, someone hasn't linked the account yet or because those certifications were literally done yesterday, like my case. And it takes a bit of time for them to, to show up in, with, in the numbers. So we're probably around 120 already. 
that, which is that's, great. That's really awesome. I, I know that uh, uh, one of our solution architects passed his pro um, this morning, which is another fantastic achievement. Um, anyone have any final kind of comments, hints, tips, tricks to pass certifications or, or you know, how to get through the lockdown? Or? I have a tip and that's good content. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, without calling out names, I did my CCP using the Linux Academy course. I did, I use cloud guru for, uh, because we have a, obviously a corporate, um, people and culture made that available to me as a, as a resource. So I use cloud guru learning. Uh, so the learning didn't cost me anything, but I think, um, you know, one of the things that set me aside, uh, set me back was I went and, and bought some practice exams, um, that were, probably counterproductive because the, the the content of the practice exam that wasn't an official AWS practice exam, it was a third party one, um, left me doubting my ability because the content was wrong, the format, the questions was different, asking me things that didn't belong in the exam I was studying for. So I think just be careful where you get your learning from uh, and you know go to trusted sources that um, having good content and good exam prep and good practice content um, is is key to not only preparing you for the exam but building your confidence that you're ready. Yeah, I think that's that's really good advice. I think the other thing I'd say is one of the um, you mentioned a, a cloud guru there. One of the uh, one of the um, uh, uh, subject um, training videos in that um, environment is about um, the the actual structure of an AWS exam itself. Um, one of the one of the things that you know, once you've done a few exams, you, you'll be very aware that you know AWS exam questions typically have a, 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 a sort of a structure where there's a scenario. They're all scenario based, um, and they're all multiple choice. And sometimes they're single choice. Sometimes they're multiple, you know, multiple choice. But there's always the same, a similar pattern that there's that they have this. Um, uh, and, and the harder the exams are, the more complex the scenario that they make you read is, and then the the answers are typically distractors in there. So if you, if you sort of understand how the pattern, um, how they structure um, their, their, um, their questions, often you can, you can um, approach them with this knowledge of um, that there's going to be answers in there that are going to look almost right, but they're sort of not quite right. Um, and then there'll be some in there that, you know, so often the, often the process to go through is to, actually look at the answers before you read the scenario question. Um, and then you, you kind of have a, have a sense of what they're, what they're kind of asking you to demonstrate knowledge about. And then also look for the things where they're trying to trick you because sometimes they are just trying to trick you as well. So um, yeah, but there's, there's some stuff on the Cloud Guru about that, uh, you know, how to approach the, the exam and how to approach the questions that I think is really useful knowledge for people going to AWS exams to, 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 to see and read. Dinesh, did you have some, some final comments and thoughts? Yeah, sure. Uh, I totally agree with, with Guy. What, uh, what I did when I was preparing for my SysOps Associate and Developer Associate exam, I um, did a quick revision of uh, Earth Cloud Guru videos. Just like they give you uh, exam tips at the end of um, most of the videos. So my tip would be just to go through all those exam tips just um, do a, a one hour revision of those exam tips. And then those were really critical when I did my exam. So yeah, her cloud guru exam tips, the most important thing. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for um, the really interesting insights into how to get um, certifications and, and 
and what you've done during lockdown and, and some of the really exciting ways that um, people and culture were able to support you. Um, yeah, so we really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time today. Uh, Dinesh, Mark, Jesus, Nadia, and Sergey, thank you. Thank you very much. Guy, nice. thoughts? Yeah. I have none. You have none? <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And I'm sure you'll, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank Enjoy. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. This has been an episode of Ambassador Lounge Podcast. Thank you for listening.